We're talking about that thing that flapped in the night before the coronavirus bat. Is that in bad taste? We gotta get quacked to the future on this episode of A Watch Buds, A Watch Buds, A Watch Buds. It's also not in bad taste. everyone welcome to watchbots the podcast that's as cool as that dude on the skateboard with the head tattoo and he's drinking the cranberry juice you know the one he's a cool guy sure this is ben if i was vibing out it would be to snoop doggy dogs gin and juice joined by shaylin hello who would be vibing to uh ode to joy (laughs) (laughs) and by dave just just hit the charts when she was a little girl. That's true. That's the joke. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what would you vibe to? Kokomo by Beach Boys. Oh man. See, that's a good choice. Yeah. Always vibe into that. <laughs> so when coronavirus hit and we, we got into this quarantine thing, like I was sort of trying to live my best life. You know, like I was working out a lot and, and eating healthy and things were like okay. Not in the world, but just personally. They they were okay. I was coping okay. Since we decided we were going to sell our house, I've just reverted into like a sloth man. Um, (laughs) I just showered for the first time in three days for this recording, which feels oddly formal. You didn't have to do that for me. (laughs) My my watch says like I'm not like burning calories, even though I am. It just it records it weird. Like I have beer at weird times of day. I eat at weird times of day. Well, what's a weird time of day to have a beer for you? I don't know. Like just 12. cracking one open, yeah. Like at mid, well, not noon. Like that would be an alcoholic's <laughs> move. Midnight, just randomly. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm awake. We're painting a wall. I might as well. Like I just do weird art yeah. projects yeah. now. I had the same thing last week. We're playing Call of Duty. It's eleven o'clock. I had a gin and tonic in me, so I was already kind of yeah. already primed the pump there. But now it's that's eleven vibing. o'clock. <laughs> Got my Kokomo on. I'm good to go. My straw hat, my Hawaiian shirt. That's how I live. Mm-hmm. But it's 11 o'clock. I'm like, eh, I should probably stop drinking. And then I, I open the fridge. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a hard seltzer because it's Thursday. And I have nowhere to go anymore at all. Was it Saturday night or Sunday night la- this past weekend? It was Thursday, Thursday. We painted yeah. our entire hallway, all of the trim. We're cleaning up. And Ben was like, all right, it's 11.15. What do you feel like doing? And I went. Will you make me a margarita, please? That's that's a gross <laughs> misrepresentation of what happened. We had been planning on having margaritas all day long, and then the task just took so fucking long. But like, just internal clocks are getting adjusted out. It's like, no, I'm not going to not have margaritas. <laughs> Damn straight. I had that margarita, late. and I liked it. But I will say that the moving process is occasionally rewarding. Sometimes you find hidden gems, things that you had forgotten you had or had bought. I was cleaning out our entertainment center today and I found, don't remember when I bought this, uh, a Casey Jones replica mask from the Ninja Turtles movie. It's in the box. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. 
but yeah so it's um it's strange times but uh, you know and you're just you, now you can be like elias Cateus. Uh, every boy's dream yeah exactly it, speaking of elias Cateus, actually Okay. A sentence so th- that has never been uttered in history. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, the toy company that makes the, to- the they make the toys go fucking figure, um, based off the movie series. They made a Casey Jones figure, and the thing about the these toys, they're for adults. They've got like interchangeable faces and hands and all this shit. But they only had the license for the Casey Jones character, not for Elias Coteus. So you can't take the mask off Casey Jones. Oh man, you just have to kind of guess what he looks like under there. Why How would do you Elias mess up that, li- that license? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Come on, Elias. They went to his um, licensing company, E-License Coteus. Sounded <laughs> 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 better before before I said it. I got I to like Eli, it. and then there you go. Speaking of quarantine, short-time listeners will know that there is a new NBC sitcom called Connecting, which is based off of, I don't know, 20 or 30-somethings connecting over Zoom and... There's a whole fucking sitcom about it. 30 minutes of Zoom calls. I uh, I turned on the pilot this weekend. Wanted to yeah. give it a shot. I feel like sometimes we get really snarky and negative on this show. And That's I, not true. That's I, true. That's I wanted true. to give I wanted to give this thing its fair due. I lasted, uh, I counted, 87 seconds. It started off with like a text message exchange popping up on screen. And then it was a woman who was going on a date and I don't know the actress's name, but she was going on a date with the character was played by a comedian who got big on America's got talent and like, Oh, he was already on the the call, but she wasn't ready. And he was just sitting there and then he was doing like stand up comic bits. And I went, Oh, Oh no. And the worst part of this is if you see the, the previews for connecting and God help you, if you haven't, you're really going to check these things out. It's like when you see a zoom call, you get like the mosaic view, right? You see everybody sure this the conversation started like that but then it would just be close-ups of the people so it's like you're oh, so a, it would, it, it, you wouldn't be on the computer screen anymore it would yeah be, it's oh. like the one person so it's like you're staring at this dude making bad stand-up jokes to impress a woman on a date but it's like he's talking to you oh that's weird I, <laughs> that's too that's too much like perspective shift there you pronounce really stupid in a weird way <laughs> In some ways, it was very alluring. Like, like I haven't been courted like that since, I don't know, 2003. But I don't want to say negativity is always right. But in this case, connecting, bad show. Mm. A healthy dose of cynicism. <laughs> it's good for everybody. Yeah. We also <laughs> could briefly touch on this. Always more reboots. Since we last recorded, a new Rugrats reboot has been announced. Mm-hmm. A new Tiny Toons reboot has been announced. Also a reboot, a reboot and a reboot. I don't know if the original creators are involved. I don't know if the original voice actors are involved, but fuck, the world was clamoring for a new Tiny Tunes where I think they're in college and thank yeah, they God HBO Max provides. Or yeah. Tuniversity? Luniversity. Luniversity. Yeah. That's where they earn their tune degrees. That's right. <laughs> thank God. Creativity continues to die. It's true. <laughs> But before we get into this week's episode here, we just finished up the the Halloween boopery, and I feel like we had a lot of anger to get out, right? A lot of aggression. Yeah, we're like we're like Michael Myers killing those babysitters. Just exactly. so much rage. So mad. We're just infected with the spirit of Sam Hain, but I wanted to quickly capture the spirit of the month here. Your best bet is to stay away, motherfucker. 
is one of those days. He pumped, she pumped. Bullshit. Gooby G. So, <laughs> so this week, we're into November, and um, well, we'll try to avoid the political talk here as much as possible, but Shailen, you've chosen for us to discuss Darkwing Duck, and I imagine that you did this because ducks are poultry, and we are in the month of Thanksgiving. Is that accurate? No. Did you pick it because we are on the bat to the future 35th anniversary, or is that a complete coincidence? It factored in slightly. Okay. It factored into my choice of episode, but not into the cartoon choice. Well, why Darkwing Duck? Well, we've sort of been like touching upon classics of our childhoods a lot more. It not like Have we? <laughs> hold on, let me go back a step and try to explain myself better. I've been picking out the like the Saturday morning Disney after school stuff a lot. Um sure. the, the last couple months and we we missed Darkwing Duck. And back in August, there was an announcement that they were going to be releasing a new movie Mm -hmm. this month. I haven't heard anything about it actually. A new Darkwing Duck movie? Yeah. Ooh. And so in preparation for it, I was watching the series. (laughs) Well. (laughs) How sad for you. That was yet another 2020 sadness that I experienced. Mm -hmm. But it brought to the- We're not talking Barbara Walters, right? It's true. So instead, I bring to both of you- (laughs) This cartoon that disappointed me greatly in my adulthood, but I really enjoyed in childhood. And because it's the 35th anniversary of Back to the Future, I chose a time travel episode. And it occurred to me, I often choose the time travel yes. episodes. It's this like a thing. It occurred to me as well. You love time travel. It's true. What's why? your favorite thing about time travel? Yeah. Why, yeah. What, what's yeah. the deal? Who said that I was a time traveler? Why are you bringing this up? I don't want to talk about it. We didn't. No, no, we we were just asking what your oh, favorite thing Oh, to joy about... wasn't in my in my infancy. What do you mean? <laughs> you have so much information on duck-themed pinafores and butter churning <laughs> because you're constantly going back. You were born in the 80s. That's but you've true. lived centuries. You've traveled centuries. That is true. And your unfettered love for hoops and sticks and Jacob's ladders and I was big on cat's cradle. Hoop skirts. No. So I don't know if you guys remember when Darkwing Duck was released. Nope. But there was a big push on TGIF. I think it was TGIF um, Mm. where they had the commercials where they showed Darkwing Duck's shadow and you heard like, I am the terror that lurks in the night. Like it's almost the shadow, but not quite in like a funny voice. Mm -hmm. But they never showed what he looked like. And so it was like this huge buildup and all this like tense and. Yes. TGIF did this a lot. Yeah. A lot of Saturday morning previews. I don't remember any of that. And then they came out with like the cartoon and the song is it's catchy, but it did not match that messaging at all. So you you wanted like a Christopher Nolan grittier duck. I think so. I think so. That you you would have been seven. <laughs> you wanted like the Interstellar of Disney <laughs> cartoons. You have to remember that at the I'll time, say watching one minute of this show felt like a year to me. It's true. Oh. <laughs> When this cartoon ben, yeah. no, neg- we said yeah. no negativity. No negativity. It nailed it. This came out around the time that I was getting Bam. really into Quincy Emmy. Uh so <laughs> What? It's a show I used to watch with my grandma. It was a little darker than this. Sure. But I thought it would be gritty and interesting like the shadow, and instead it was a duck. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of feelings about it and a lot of memories attached to it. That's what I'm I, telling I you. I couldn't tell. 
there's a string of Disney cartoons that we've covered, DuckTales and Woo! Rescue Rangers, Tailspin. This, for me, this falls on the Tailspin side of the spectrum. And I, I, I never, when I was a kid, I never liked Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I watched it a couple times, but could never get into it, much like Tailspin. It's a lower tier when you compare it to a Rescue Rangers or, or DuckTales. I think that's fair. Yeah. That Darkwing Duck even exists in the iteration that it does. It's like you're walking down your classic New York City street, right? And you see the guy and he's like, hey, you want to play three card money? And you know he's it's like, a scam. Get out of here. <laughs> he's like, give me my pizza. I'm, 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 I'm drive on playing Monty here. Yeah, but, go Yankees. <laughs> you, like, you beat him and like he's like, he's pissed at you. But he, he, like, he grift a little money off him, and he's like, ah, play another round, huh, you fucking gabagool. And then, like, beat him again. And then you keep beating him, because Darkwing Duck was not conceived of to be Darkwing Duck in the least. The original idea for this time slot was a reboot from Disney of The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Huh. And then somebody figured out, oh. That's a terrible idea. Well, we do have the rights for Rocky and Bullwinkle, but only for home video. We don't have the rights for new releases. <laughs> and so that was was shot down dead. And then Disney turned to a gentleman called Tad, quote unquote, Huge Stones, <laughs> <laughs> who was... It's my nickname in college. That's right. Um, Tad Stones. Just, just Tad. <laughs> Tad's my <laughs> birth name. He had worked at Disney since college and... He had done work on The Rescuers and Fox and the Hound, and he had done work at the theme park Epcot. So just like lots of the television stuff before this. So a real Disney veteran. He would go on to direct Aladdin, Hmm. the animated series, as well as Aladdin 2, The Return of Jafar. Oh, oh, oh. And also Aladdin. King of Thieves. 3, The Prince of Thieves. And also Hercules. The series. 2. The animated series. So Tad was tasked to come up with a spinoff series based on DuckTales, and specifically a DuckTales episode called Double O Duck, which had Launchpad McQueen as a secret agent. Mm -hmm. So the idea was to make a Double O Duck TV series. Which is a show I would have rather have seen. Sure. That sounds much better. I love James Bond, secret agent stuff, rife for spoofing and all of that. And Launchpad McQuack, great character. One of the best parts of DuckTales. Is Launchpad McQuack... I'm going to really show ass here. I'm doing it. I'm showing ass. Do it. Is Launchpad McQuack the robot duck? No. No. Then who's Launchpad um, McQuack? He's the pilot. Yeah. No, that's Baloo. No, he's a different pilot. No. Launchpad McQuack. Who's the robot duck? Is that RoboDuck? He's like Gizmo Duck. (laughs) Or Gizmo Drake or something like that. If it was pornography, he'd be Gizmo Duck. <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. Okay, yeah. So, Dave, it's interesting that you bring up James Bond to circle back because the trademark to Double O is owned by the Broccoli family, the folks behind James Bond. Now, I did use the actual pronunciation Broccoli and not broccoli, broccoli. which is what I thought it was and what it's spelled as. But oh, wow, I, I always thought it was. I did Alfred too until like, I it was broccoli. broccoli two weeks ago. Yeah, it's Broccoli. Broccoli. So that was a no-go. So he was then tasked to come up with something similar. So he came up with this Darkwing Duck idea. So an action show, very clearly inspired by The Shadow, very clearly inspired by things like Zorro, the Green Hornet, Superhero, those really 30s and 40s pop, pulpy Yeah, really early, early Batman. Yeah. Yeah. The, the main character is Drake Mallard. Which is honestly a funny well, super name. Not just that. It's based off of Kent Allard, which is the name of The Shadow. 
Uh, anybody who's seen the 1995 film The Shadow would very clearly remember that, of course. Did you guys have the Shadow toys? Yes, I had the whole line. <laughs> I, I, I've never seen the <laughs> movie. What a weird line of toys to have. They were kind of cool. They were great. They had, there, was, there was a taxi. I don't remember if it was the Shadow's taxi, but you could turn the taxi sign over on top, and it was like the Shadow's eyes, and it had like saws that came yeah, out of the side. Yeah, it was like, fucking flipped, cool. Like flipped around. And oh, like, yeah. I think there was a Shadow one where it was clear, so he looked invisible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was truly the Shadow. But yeah, a show that really is different in a lot of ways than like a tailspin, which is very adventure This is kind of action-oriented. A couple of weird quirks here. This is described as a spinoff on DuckTales, right? Like the whole story I just told you, mm-hmm. they wanted to have DuckTales. They had DuckTales characters in there. Launchpad shows up from time to time. In most of the episodes. Uh, okay, most of the episodes. The world was clamoring for more duck-themed cartoons. Yeah, the, the duck yeah. cinematic universe. But yeah. in 2016, in an interview... Tad, quote unquote, huge stones, <laughs> said that even though it was a spinoff of DuckTales, he always considered them to be separate universes. And th- that could not be more of a Louis Anderson, oh, yeah, a life with Louis thing is happening, or like. Yeah, just <laughs> like to kind of extend the conversation yeah. a little bit more. Like th- that guy, he's got some huge stones saying that. That's true. Yeah. There's nothing more fun than asking a question that no one was answering. Wait a minute. <laughs> Strike that. Reverse it. Answering a question that no one was (laughs) asking. asking. (laughs) Willy Wonka out there. Just like a real what the fuck moment. So Darkwing Duck, as with a lot of these shows, one humongous season, right? Uh, 65 episodes in syndication, two follow-up seasons that aired on ABC. It has a banned episode, which I don't think is on Disney+, Plus, but is available elsewhere. Oh, is that the one where he unfurls his his duck dick? His cloaca, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy just springs everywhere what is it really about Turgeon. and he's like and he's just like dark wing fuck <laughs> my yeah. god it's disgusting just Duck shows up and launch pad mcquim oh god that's gross <laughs> that's disgusting <laughs> what the fuck yeah. is wrong with you it's launch pad mcsmack <laughs> so no the band episode is called hot spells and it involves Darkwing opening the gates of hell cool <laughs> beelzebub shows up and uh, wouldn't you know, the Christians didn't care for that one too much. So, interesting thing. The Darkwing Duck character, pretty popular. You know, there was a Darkwing Duck video game. He came back in the comic books. He's a recurring character in the current DuckTales reboot, which I think is still on the air. Let's go with yes. Uh, it's available so, yeah. still. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's new episodes. <laughs> I wonder if he's like a, a an actual character or if he's like mentioned like a, he's one of Huey, Dewey or Louie's like heroes or something like he's in a comic book. He actually shows up. Okay. A okay. lot. And he gets dangerous. So just saying. Or so I've been led to believe. <laughs> the episode that we're watching here is called Paradox. And I don't know what my deal was. Like I've I've just been out of it. There was so much about this episode that I didn't get for a long time, including this title. I had written in my notes several spots. Why the fuck is it called Paradox? Were you thinking like parasailing? Yeah. Or like, yeah, parachuters. <laughs> and it's like clearly a pun on Paradox. I'm going to be honest. I didn't see Paradox. I just read Paradox. And I was like, why did they <laughs> okay. name this Quack to the Future? That's way better. I see. That is much better. That is pretty good. It's less hard to get. And for a person like me, whose vocabulary is conservatively 70% puns, a real, a real embarrassment, <laughs> like a real just self-slap in the face. So this was written by a guy named Doug Langdale, who wrote this when he was 22. Hmm. And that that's like a better life accomplishment than anything I've ever done creatively. You know, whatever. Oh, I have a kid. I'm married. But this guy wrote an episode of Darkwing Duck. That's cool. 
He was a lifer in the the industry. He created the Earthworm Jim TV series. Ooh, love oh. Earthworm Jim. I I started saying ooh, uh, but I didn't. You, you didn't finish series, and I was like, oh, <laughs> no, oh he, no, he oh. created Earthworm Jim. Yeah, I don't know how you create a cartoon based on a licensed character where the world is fairly well established. Like Earthworm Jim, a video game character who can hang on hooks with his fucking worm head. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know you need man. a creator to go past that. That game's but. fantastic. It's all right. I love that game. It's all right. I played that all the time when I was little. <laughs> Shaylin? No, Shaylin was more of a Toe Jam and Earl girl. Hell yeah. I was more a uh, Wayne's World uh, on Super Nintendo kind of guy myself. <laughs> they got big heads. It's excellent. Shaylin, agree? Maybe. Press Y for we're not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find in your research the 1957 Darkwing Duck anywhere? Yes, of course. I just was gearing up to talk about it. But yeah, we were we were opening the door for you to yeah, talk about to that segue shit. into yeah. such a thing because I loved that aspect of this. Well, so here's the thing: is I knew the history as Ben told it, right? Ducktales spinoff, Duck Darkwing spin-off. Duck, right? But when I was Googling just around this for our episode, I found in one place a single citation about a 1957 Darkwing Duck movie. It has a cast attached to it. Uh It was allegedly re-released in the 70s like a couple of times. And if you go to IMDb, it's not there. The actors associated with this entry do not have this film listed. And so I'm it trying to figure out exist. if it's like a weird hoax or if it's an actual thing that like people just don't know about so they don't cite it. This feels like my theory about the Full House episode where uh, Uncle Joey was accused of being a sex pest. <laughs> yeah, Mandela effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's, that's not real. Or like when I watch Batman Forever and I swear to God there's a scene where he goes, Two-Face killed my parents. <laughs> it's, not, it's not there. He says it right after he does the cool thumbs up in the bat wing. There was, Shailen, to your hoax point, a couple years ago, I think it was 2015, there was a April Fool's joke about Darkwing Duck getting a re-release or, you know, making new episodes or a reboot or whatever. So it's not entirely out there that they would do a Darkwing Duck hoax, but Mm. the 1957 movie seems really deep fake. It also, like, connected with, you know, the... The main guy from the Jungle Book, the uh, Red movie? Scare, yeah, yeah, the cartoon Stern <laughs> sure. Holloway, and it's like, well, it feels writers. like yeah, yeah. Yeah. he has a pretty in, like impressive resume, and they would not have omitted a film that like not only was released by the Disney company, but like almost bankrupted the Disney company in the late fifties. It feels like it's weird. I don't, I don't know <laughs> what. What was that Jim Carrey movie where he was a the Majestic? Yeah, that movie yeah. sucked shit. <laughs> I never saw it. That was his Truman Show follow-up, and it was like, oh, man, I just want this to be the Truman Show again. There's nothing majestic about that movie. Fucking, oh, take, oh, yeah. In a startling change of pace, I've actually seen the Truman Show. Well, thank you. It took until I was in my mid-30s, but I did see it. Do you know when the Truman Show was released? The same exact day as the day this episode aired. September 19th, 1991. (laughs) More or less. <laughs> what else was going on back then? Yeah, let's get some context. Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. I mean, we just left the boopery here, but debuting in the box office and winning the weekend, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, 
Ooh. A fucking atrocious movie. <laughs> Just painfully bad. Freddie had a daughter, not a son. Oh boy, I, I can't. It, it, it's it's bad. I don't remember anything about that movie. Just triggered final or the uh, the new nightmare, I believe, which is <laughs> which is a really weird movie. <laughs> just as bad. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it's the one where he kills the kid in the video game, and then there's a kid. He like he thinks he's Freddie's son, but he's not. And then I think Freddie gets blown up by a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yeah, yes. He does. Holy shit! Yeah. What a fucking movie. Number two. The movie Dead Again, which was described as a romantic thriller. It had Kenneth Branagh in it. I'm not sure if it's erotic, but probably. Probably. Kenneth Branagh, a naturally erotic man. Yeah, sure. Uh, and number three, The Commitments, which is a musical about a guy making a band. I don't know. Chalen? Dead, yeah. Don't know that one? I don't no. believe you. In the world of toys. Um, toys. Toys. <laughs> We use that segue every week. The vanilla ice wrap game. So you, you pitch cards and like you wrapped to them. There was a little microphone attached. It's pretty cool. That sounds oh. like a game I would really enjoy. Th- that feels like th- there's a Jackbox game. And we I think we've talked about Jackbox on the show before, but they're little like mini games you play on your phone with a group of friends. There's a rap game in it. Yeah. Mad Versus, I, yeah, I, I think yeah. is the name of it. And you write battle raps. That's always fun. Also, uh, the big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toy, the Technodrome, the House of Krang, if you will. There's a, a woman, my, my sister's boyfriend knows this lady in his hometown that is just selling her kids old toys very, very cheaply. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had a bunch of, she's selling them in waves. So she has a bunch of Ninja Turtles, a bunch of Ghostbusters. I think her next wave is going to be um, the X-Men toys, which are awesome. But she has a Technodrome, like in pristine condition mm. for $150. She also has the Ghostbusters Firehouse. For $150. And I'm like, do I want... Yes. Do I want to spend $300 on those things? Yes. I just may. I think we'll you should. See. Yeah, we'll see. And just know, if you have to, ponies and Barbies can play in those sets, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But no, no, those those become collector's items. If you were a heartless flipper, which I'm not saying you are, I'll tell you both those toys are worth significantly more, even in bad condition. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. sell those things for parts, which is a weird thing, but true. <laughs> I'm just looking for the Technodrome eyeball. That's all I need to complete the set. So the board game Fireball Island, which was this huge game in in the night, a huge, like literally, not like Beatlemania huge or anything, but it was always missing the ruby, which was sort of like the piece de resistance, the thing you were always chasing after. And you could find versions of Fireball Island on eBay going for hundreds of dollars but it's like oh incomplete missing the ruby or missing pieces the ruby on its own was going for like fifty dollars it's a little fucking piece of plastic i don't get it that's when you're like i I I need need to learn how to cast this to sell them for fifty dollars each replacement ruby all of my interests are like frivolous nonsense and even i looked at that and i was like hmm no that's that's (laughs) preposterous just just get a 3d printer and print the jewel that's all you got to do. That's true. You spend $900 on a 3D printer. Yeah, and then sell those jewels 18 times and you're, you you broke mm-hmm. even. That's right. FireballIslandJewels.com for all your yeah. Fireball Island replacement jewel needs. Fam- I support FamilyJewels.com. Oh, man. It's my favorite site. Did you ever see that movie, The Family Jewel? Um, anyway, so nope. the song here. We've talked about this a little bit already. We've touched on this. There's a lot of iconic Disney afternoon songs. This particular song is really weird. I would go so far as to say it's fucking insane. 
It's an earworm. Uh, kind of. Before I play it, I found an interesting quote here. No less than Lin-Manuel Miranda himself, who voices Gizmo Duck in the new DuckTales, <laughs> said that the song was important to his development as a man, as an artist, as a songwriter. He also said that the line, when there's trouble you, call DW, was his first awareness of a triple internal rhyme, which he later used in his musical In the Heights. And I'll just say this. Fuck Lit Manuel Miranda. Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, he's doing things. Oh, he's making fucking musicals where he raps. What an asshole. Trying to, trying to just connect to Disney in yeah. which way he can. Yeah. Even though he had already done it with Moana. This guy's no Jizmo Duck. And I have nothing against Moana. It's just like, fuck that guy. I think he's super duper talented in writing. How, how is I'm he as gonna, a performer? I'm not done yet. I'll say it. And this is this is a hot take. The worst part of the musical. Oh, oh my yes. God. Wish yeah. I had a hot take alert button. He wrote that musical, right? He wrote it. Yeah. So he like, was the, he brilliantly he wrote it. Oh, it's fantastic! The lyrics are, are are amazing. It gets a little long. It's like it's so long. Um, but like, my favorite thing is when um, writers play the parts that they've written for other characters that they've written are mm-hmm. just like, oh my gosh, he's so handsome and attractive, and like he clearly <laughs> did this. <laughs> oh, he's, he's like, so tall. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> cast myself in this handsome guy role. I'm not saying he's not handsome, but it's just like the way they fawn over him. I was like, he's not, he's not, he's not Chris Evans. Do you know what the best line is? He is not Chris Evans. That's true. You know what the best line of Hamilton is? When he goes like, when you're a Madbleton, don't shoot Hamilton. <laughs> you know? Well, and I think the reason that he shows off as the weak link in that is because they had such a strong cast around him, which is a testament to what they did and mm-hmm. what they put together as like a, a company. But yeah. You can tell he's starting to get tired toward the end of it. It's the Darkwing Duck of of, of Broadway because mm-hmm. I felt I liked the supporting characters in this episode more than I liked Darkwing Duck. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of Broadway, here's the song. Let's sing it. There's three more seconds, but that's the best line in the whole song. (laughs) It's really weird. That line, when there's trouble, you call DW, always has bothered me. It's so good. It feels lazy. When there's trouble, you call DW, you just call Darkwing? Like, oh. Just just say the whole thing. Wait. Oh. Darkwing Duck. Does anybody call him Darkwing in the show? No, No, they they call him DW. They call him DW. Oh my God. (sighs) I just had an epiphany. Did you really not have that put together? I thought it was... uh, You thought it was DW from the Arthur books? No, 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 no. no. I thought it was... 
when there's trouble you, like trouble you is one word. So the line is when there's trouble you break and then call DW is its own sentence. Not when there's trouble, comma, you, you call, you call <laughs> DW. I thought it was. When <laughs> so that's what threw you off for like, honest to God, like 25 years. Man, I mean, you must've hated Eminem songs. No, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Eminem, <laughs> but, um, uh, we I get might no need to get a divorce. Fuck, really? Wow, I can't believe it. <laughs> this is not a bit. I'm being completely serious. I That always sat weird with me. And then you just said it like that. And I thought, huh. Okay. Oh, it does make sense. I guess it does kind of make sense. Do you like the Primus bass in this song? Yep. <laughs> I do. Some of the bass sounds acapella Yeah, it does. It's a strong opening, but no theme song needs two verses. That's true. It's like, if you think about the best theme song of all time, Friends, I'll Be There For You by, I don't know, the fucking... Rembrandt's. Rembrandt's. Rembrandt's, whatever. That's a whole four-minute song, but you're getting 30 seconds. I don't need a full minute of this, a second verse, and Uh, better watch out, you bad boys. But having the second verse gives (laughs) you the opportunity for the really deep voice to say, let's "Let's get get dangerous. dangerous. Our child is a huge fan of this song, and in fact... I might have played the song for him on my phone to condition him slightly so that we could Jesus watch the cartoon. But don't talk about conditioning a child. That's strange. No, like before we watched the cartoon, I was like, do you want to watch this? And he went, I don't know. And I was like, here's the theme song. And he was like, yeah, let's watch this show. I'm conditioned, he said. <laughs> this song was um, me and my wife's wedding song. <laughs> Which was First always dance. weird. Better yeah. watch out, you bad boys. Strange. Weird song. The um, twerking you included was also strange for that first dance. No, that was necessary. So Ben Ben wanted me to shake it or shook it. <laughs> the episode like starts off gift. <laughs> with um with Drake in like his regular duck form and his daughter Gosling. And I don't know. Gosling a fine character. I don't want to think about like this duck getting busy. Maybe she's adopted. Yeah, I think but, she is adopted. But that's fine, but like somewhere at some point, like you don't want to think about like a cartoon duck fucking. Like that's not my thing. So what do you do with any kids? Like, what do you do with, like, Huey, Dewey, and Louie exist. Yeah. Same thing. I don't, I don't like it. I don't want to think about where they came from. Eggs? Huh. I don't think about that? <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> so well, I, think well, I, don't, I don't think about that. Well, but fuck it's you. on you. <laughs> when there's trouble, you. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, I misunderstood this whole show. I, I will know. say, there is an old <laughs> screen cap on the internet of someone pointing out that Goofy is the only Disney character who has a son versus a niece or a nephew. And wears pants. Yeah. And it, and like Goofy exudes masculinity. So, like, I don't have a problem with that. Virility, man. The way that it sort of unfolds is like, oh shit, he's the only one with an actual kid. And then the next one just says, oh, yuck. (laughs) I have a question for you. (laughs) Which male Disney character? Do you think has the biggest hog? Original cast or like, can I, any, any Disney, Aladdin. What? Why? No, I would say the genie. If you're going to go in in that route. No, he's so narrow. The bottom. (laughs) So narrow at the bottom. His whole like genie tail is his, is his dick. Okay. Skinny and weird. Nobody okay. wants that. Okay. Skinny and weird. <laughs> it's probably like King Louie or something. It's, oh. like a, it's just shaped like a bugle. I don't I don't want that. There are a lot of bear characters. Mm-hmm. Dave, uh, which 
which Disney character's packing the most heat? Probably the centaur from Hercules. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I oh, was wait. thinking Hades from Hercules might have a chance. What about oh, Zeus yeah, yeah. from Hercules? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Zeus, talking Zeus human, overcompensated. Human character dogs? No, no, anything. Anything, okay. Um, uh, everyone more beautiful than the last. Maybe Bernard from The Rescuers. Like, it's just like this ironically <laughs> huge dick. That's why he's so slow. Yeah. Oh, Gonna drag it. <laughs> right again. <laughs> Listeners, hit us up with your... <laughs> Pick of what uh, Disney characters got the biggest dong. Hashtag. The great most dick detective. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. So anyway, into the show. Drake and Gosling are in a car and they're going to an abandoned gas station. And it's the weirdest coincidence where they are. What do you know? This is where my old school used to be. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> this gas station in the middle of nowhere is where his school used to be? Yep. So they knocked down this school building this used and erected to be a gas station. Yeah. It, it's this used to strange. Be my I guess it fits for where the episode goes, but he jumps into a school and put up a gas station. <laughs> he jumps into a mailbox and he comes out and there's letters flying all around him. And let me tell you, this week with all not this cool. talk about election fraud and letters not being delivered, fucking ballot boxes burning. That's right little unnerving just the one but i want to spend a second talking box. about just just a single one the darkwing duck costume so he's got on a purple hat and like a nice double-breasted suit jacket and a cape and a domino mask i don't get the domino mask i've never understood it it's weird it's been stolen Ooh. by the strange porn community oh, okay there we go <laughs> and eyes wide shut like they were all wearing those masks around and like it, it hides your identity no it doesn't I know if i'm in the bedroom and i need to hide my identity it's plague mask all the way okay <laughs> well that, i mean that at least is a character like when i watch eyes wide shut once a week i always know who tom cruise is <laughs> see the jaw lines and shit this doesn't do anything and then there are corners of the internet where like people are getting busy wearing these masks and it's like what, what are you doing I don't, I don't think that was the case in 1991 or whenever the hell this yeah, came oh, out oh yes it was, sure it was. <laughs> The hell it wasn't. Maybe not the internet, but those tapes are out there. I mean, Zorro existed in like the 30s. And yeah. People, people, people got were down cosplaying as Zorro and fuck it all over the place in and the 30s. Green good Hornet for them corn- for enjoying yeah. their time. Yeah. I almost said Green Hornet Cornhole. <laughs> I went to say Green Hornet Roleplay. I don't know where Cornhole came from. I'm sure it's involved. That was a product that came out with the wildly successful Seth Rogen movie in 2011. He, I mean, he signed off on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was a Green Hornet and Cato yeah. uh, cornhole set exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's a fine outfit, very reminiscent of the Shadow, but I don't know that Domino mask. No pants. No pants. None of them wear pants. It, it's fine. It's just flapping everywhere, all of them. Yeah, at all times, flapping in the night. So DW tells Gosling to stay in the car, and she's like, "What? What kind of person does he think I am?" Need I remind you about the time with the floor wax or the peanut butter in my VCR? Which is a thing that happened to me in college as well. Did you guys ever open a VCR when you were kids to see what was inside? Yeah. From the from the top? Yeah. To take the top off? Yeah. It's cool looking. My dad used to repair them Hashtag on the side that top. for his friends and mm-hmm. like neighbors and stuff. And so one time we opened it up. <laughs> it was our neighbors. And they were complaining because their tapes wouldn't play. And we found two whole peanut butter sandwiches inside because my friend's little brother figured out that if you put the sandwich inside and then you hit the eject button, it would pop back out. That rules. But then he put it inside 
and he got distracted and then someone put a tape in after it. <laughs> so oh, it just no. jammed it into the heads. <laughs> Did you ever do any weird experiments with food like that? Like putting sandwiches inside VCRs? Like anything like that. Like I remember when I was younger, I wanted to, we were out of chocolate syrup and I thought that I would, um, like I would make my own chocolate syrup. And my, my way of doing this was to put M&Ms in a plastic cup and put it in the microwave. <laughs> and um didn't go well didn't it was effective it, yeah <laughs> it did create a syrup the syrup isn't necessarily something you'd want to eat hmm. and it solidified back into plastic pretty quickly my uh, sister and i wanted to make soda mm-hmm. so we got my dad's tonic water my dad loves gin and tonics or used to and we got some fruit punch or high c mm-hmm. and we mixed the two together and real and it looked like soda it looked like fruit punch soda okay Tasted like ass. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was just bitter. It was so gross. So, yeah, I've experimented. <laughs> yeah, you have. Jalen? What time I put jelly with peanut butter? I had a dream sandwich and there was mayonnaise on it. <laughs> <laughs> Wanting apple juice, but we didn't have apple juice. So I peeled an apple and like put it in a glass of water for like essence of apple juice. That was really <laughs> <Okay>. disappointing. <laughs> It was I, really disappointing. You were way ahead of that, uh, like, you know, infused water. Yeah. It's true, I was. Low calorie, low sugar, all natural. I remember thinking, too, that knowing that raisins were dehydrated grapes, like, I thought if you either put a grape in the sun or put raisins in a glass of water, it would reconstitute. It's not really how it works, though. I mean, raisins I kind of reconstitute, but, like, in a gross way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, into shit. Because they're high in fiber. So, anyway, this um, the show, so they're... The point of this is, this is like a secret base. So he meets up with Dr. Hooter and Sarah Bellum, who's like... Sarah Bellum, the duck scientist. They're like the, the M and the Q oh, of um, the organization Shush. Mm-hmm. And he's delivering an envelope there. And it turns out to be a polka tape. A cassette tape. Right. Very important. Very important technology. They're not just ordinary oompas. They're not ordinary oompas. They're oompas that drive the world's first time machine. So the idea is she has built a time machine in a golf cart. And when she puts the oompas in, it makes the golf cart time travel. It raises the question that if she designed this whole time machine thing, where the tape was or why it wasn't with her. her <laughs> they had to encode the secret message. And it message, couldn't be done where something. she was. Yeah, I don't know. Sort of, sort of weird stuff. But wouldn't you know it? Darkwing gets in the golf cart. Gosling has snuck in there. And they're fucking time traveling. <laughs> On the 35th anniversary of Back to the Future, we're a little topical. We're, we're doing some time travel here. Their time travel looks... You never see in Back to the Future like the waves of time. You do in Bill and Ted. This looks a lot like the Bill and Ted time waves. Like there's things going on. It's kind of wavy gravy. I enjoyed their take on time travel here, mm-hmm. what it, that would look like. I thought it was kind of neat looking. Other, you know, other ones, other shows we've watched, it's just like flashes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this was, yeah, this was kind of inventive. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a novel sound as well. Whoa. Didn't love Gosling's voice. I'll just say that. That's fair. I don't often love children characters in cartoons same sure not because they're the way they're conceived ben that's that's still weird 
I just don't. I think find them annoying. Like uh, you got to think about them kid. covered up, like coming out like covered in like goo and stuff. Oh, that's yeah, not how birds hatch. Matted fur. But these are feathers. birds that can talk, so they're anthropomorphic birds. You can't just say that everything else about them is normal. Like outside of, they can walk and talk. She yeah, calls herself a birth. live birth. Yeah, I don't want to defend Ben here, but I, I will. Like they're not walking around like eating breadcrumbs that people threw. Yeah, exactly. Them. So she shot out of a hole somewhere covered in goo. It's fucking oh. gross. <laughs> shot out of a hole and covered in goo. That's right. It's the song playing in my head constantly. So they um, <laughs> they see a dinosaur in the time circuits, and they shoot out, and Gosling's like, where are we? And she's using her voice where she sounds like the the character from Pee-wee's Big Adventure if she had been like chewing glass for two years. Oh, Dottie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they miss an opportunity here because it's not like, where are we? It's when are we? Like, that's such a classic Back to the Future line, but they don't do that. But as it turns out, they're in what I guess you would say is the 50s? Yeah. There's a lot of greasers around. I think so. The duck equivalent. Darkwing sees a duck who looks a little bit familiar. Lamont! (laughs) What's the matter, Drake? Oh, did I mush your little comic book? So this is young Drakey, who is young DW, and he's wearing like a Elmer Fudd hat, and he's a little dweeb, and he's getting beat up by a dog who looks like John Stamos. He's Elvis. Well, that's not Elvis. That's younger. I think this is Boxcar is this guy's name? Yeah. I could. I don't know. Who the fuck knows what this character is? Boxcar Stamos, I think it was. But this, this dog looks just like John Stamos. He looks like a little shit. He's like in a Christmas story, not Scott Farkas, the other kid. Grover Dill. <laughs> oh, he's a lackey. Yeah, he's a little lackey. The thing about young Drake, we know DW, let's get dangerous. This guy loves getting dangerous. Young Drakey does not like danger or getting dangerous. It's true. I didn't pull any clips of this, but it takes up 70% of the episode as him being like, that's too dangerous. So he's a little wimpy boy. But DW wants to go help his younger self. And this is a helpful moment because, as we know, time travel can be treated a lot of different ways, right? Back to the Future treats it one way. Terminator, you know, changed the past, changed the future. Avengers Endgame treated it in a different kind of way. But they set the ground rules here. You can't fuck into the past. It'll change the future. And we're the future. Scary thought, huh? Too true. Real butterfly effect kind of thing here. But it's really important. Great, to, uh, great Ashton Kutcher movie. <laughs> the, the best. Good. No, um, dude, where's my car? Is the best. Treehouse of Horror. No, Jobs is the best. Seen it. <laughs> jobs. <laughs> Hashtag Jobs. I submit Dude Ranch. Oh, I've not seen series. Dude Ranch. Okay, I haven't either. Check that one out. The plot here is that Drake is being recruited by Boxcar to go on like a robbery thing. So essentially, it's the first part of Back to the Future Part Two, where young Marty is getting on like a grift with griff tannin and the gang but this is in the past instead of in the future and dw goes to stop it but he can't because it'll fuck with the future or whatever so drakey is in a store with a gang so there's boxcar there's some other animals but then the king walks in oh baby the king (laughs) and if there was any doubt as to who the king was supposed to be he sings you like a little song there's plenty to fear i'm a thief with no peer the one the only the king is here i'm gonna smile everything i see oh boy this goes on for seven minutes eight hours <laughs> More like, it was so long 
I watched these episodes so once just straight through and then again at one and a half speed so I could pull clips and stuff. Even at one and a half speed, this song was so laborious. But was this near the time when the movie about the rooster that sang? Rockadoodle. Rockadoodle. Rockadoodle was later. Okay. I never saw it. I always thought it was really annoying looking. Yeah, he loses his confidence and then he gets it back and he becomes the cock of the walk. Yeah. I had a friend who was really into Rockadoodle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't That's know cool. why. He could draw well, so he would always be drawing Rockadoodle. ABD, like always, be drawn. Rock-a-doodle. always be drawn. Rockadoodle. <laughs> <laughs> always be dumping. So there's a wrestler named Billy Gunn. And he was, so when he came into the World Wrestling Federation in the mid 90s, he was part of a cowboy tag team called the Smoking Guns. But then the team split up. Wrestling is fun because characters will get rebranded from time to time. So Billy Gunn, who was a cowboy, was rebranded as Rockabilly, and he was managed by the Honky Tonk Man, and his character was like, he slicked his hair back, and he was kind of like a rock guy, but it was the same dude wearing the same jeans. Hmm. Needless to say, not a world championship run in Rockabilly's tenure. (laughs) But he came into his own as the ass man. (laughs) Yes, it's true. He loves to kiss him, loves to kick him, loves Loves to stick him. him. Mm. Mm. He's an ass man. So the King character, this whole episode, and we'll play some more clips of the King. It's that this guy is an Elvis ripoff and an Elvis impersonator. I thought it was Roy Orbison. <laughs> a pretty woman. But <laughs> gonna rub this bang. It's only if like. A candy colored clown they call the Sandman. <laughs> if Elvis referred to himself as the King constantly and that's all he said. And he was like, oh, baby. Like that's all this character does. And they try to get a little mileage out of it. And by a little, I mean the entire episode out of this. Painful. His power is he uses a guitar to shoot blue shit, which gets them into a safe. Power waves. Somehow. And, okay, this is where it gets confusing. It got confusing for me for two reasons. I'll give the obvious and then the less obvious. Darkwing goes to stop the robbery. Like, I'm the terror that flaps in the night or whatever. And Gosling pulls him out. And again, she's like, listen, dumbass, you can't fuck with the past. The best is when she literally says, haven't you ever seen a movie? Right. And so (laughs) they're like, oh, shit. Okay. And they go back to their present day. Right. I have a couple questions. One is, if that isn't what happened, right? Like this gets this weird circular time logic thing. If the robbery went through as planned because... Darkwing didn't stop it, which ostensibly is what their future was that led to him. Like, how did Darkwing Duck become Darkwing Duck? But then they answer it later. And it's just like this weird circular logic thing. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same issue. And I think Shalyn picks time travel episodes just to make you and me fucking befuddled. That is. Yeah. Yeah. 100% true. Pretty much exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's watch these idiots try to figure out this paradox. Well, we'll talk through this a little bit more, but there's a second thing here, a little more subtle, and I will admit it probably only affected me. I missed the part, like I must have looked down for a second, (laughs) where they went back to the present. So I saw him trying to stop the robbery, and then he's back in the garage with Dr. Hooter and Sarah Bellum. And I thought that like they were in the past somehow. So that when the king comes in, I was like, is that the king's dad? Like, what's going on? I didn't understand. I thought they went too far into the future. Oh, okay. (laughs) I just thought that they didn't go anywhere. I messed up too. Yeah, yeah. 
I didn't realize they had gone back to the present. I had to look at Shalem like nine minutes later and I was like, what did I miss? Because this, I'm so confused now. <laughs> he was like, why is he an older character? And I was like, because they're in the new perceived future. And he went, oh, they went back. So just keep all this in mind, listeners, as we walk through this, because you'll start to see my mindset. So they go back to present day and they are back in the garage but you can tell things are a little bit different because he's with Dr. Hooter and he's with Professor Bellum and they both have greaser hair and also Director Hooter, who's like a small bird. I don't is he an owl? He must be an owl. Or a pigeon. I thought he was just like a like a stout duck. He's just a bird. He is the Oracle from Sonic. The, oh, is the that the voice? Yes. Yeah. Hello, Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> I always just picture him as this fucking delicious looking chicken wing and like Hot pants and a white tank top. Yeah, get over your little chicken wing. Anyway, Director Hooter in this timeline is really a little different. Look, creep, unless you want a knuckle sandwich, take your time machine and get out of here. So yeah, so he's going to beat the shit out of Darkwing Duck. And then all of a sudden, a big-ass car drives in, and it's the king. And the king is now in the classic Elvis jumpsuit, and he's, he's fat. And this is where I was like, wait a minute, is that that greaser's dad but in fact it is that character because (laughs) because dw didn't stop the robbery the king becomes the godfather and he's he's there to shake down hooter and bellum for money yeah he's become biff tannen yeah 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 they exactly he runs uh saint canard is that the name of the city yeah. Canard being French for duck, of course. I'm oh, indeed. Very yes, I read that cultured. too on the Wikipedia article. Yes, I'm very cultured. <laughs> so Drake is there. So so Darkwing Duck is there, but he's like again, he's a dopey henchman. And this is where we get some more king puns like this. But we paid you everything we had yesterday. Well, that was yesterday, and yesterday is gone, gone. Oh boy, it, did you, did you like that one? Nope. How about this one? <laughs> Lamont, baby. It's time to get a whole lot of shaking going on. And then they literally shake. It's like, not even an Elvis song. Hooter by his ankles. It's not important. You just, you <laughs> have to be able to do the voice badly. Shailen, give me an Elvis impression. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, that's actually pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Ben, what's yours? I'm going to choke and die on my toilet tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, you're up. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. That was a great joke, man. I okay. loved it. Thank you. So yeah, the whole episode is just like this. So You gotta be cruel. <laughs> was this almost the exact same animation sequence as in Robin Hood when the Sheriff of Nottingham steals the last coin from the, the bear? Uh, yes, of course. Yeah, and Robin Robin Hood's like, alms, alms for the poor. Yeah. Yeah. And then like he they leached Robin Hood? And he died? Yeah, it was weird. Weird. Yeah, they don't they don't put that in your little fancy cartoon, do they? They they quartered and and disemboweled little John. Mm-hmm. It was awful. And, he's he's just like, freedom! and weirdly, one of my ancestors guarded his heart like a fucking weirdo for generations. Yeah. What? I've told you this story. Has this come up on the show? Yeah. Shailen's a Highlander. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do I, you think when they drew? <laughs> why am I asking this question? Do you think yes, they drew and quartered William Wallace like they stopped before <laughs> They what? They stopped. Go, they, go ahead. Like when they when they disemboweled him and stuff. Do you think like they stopped before they hit his groin? Like, do you think like or did they just go all the way? Did they cleave him all the way through? I think they went all the way through. Huh. 
I heard they, they couldn't cleave him all the way through because his Johnson was just like too big and too tough. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's a tall tale, a walking legend. But weirdly, his penis was too anti-Semitic to be destroyed. It was like too full of hate. <laughs> I don't know. I had to lock it up in a box. Yeah, just, oh boy, just bad stuff. Kept denying things. <laughs> and now he's playing Santa Claus? What's going on here? What, what is this world? But anyway, okay. Put the train's back on the tracks here, and it will not be derailed again. Sure. They capture totally. Darkwing Duck in seconds, because he pops out, and he's like, I'm going to fucking flap your ass off. And they capture him in tires, and they're going to crush him with an engine block. And then Gosling helps him escape. It's It's very convoluted. But... They get in the time travel thing and they leave and they have a new plan. All right, we are back. And this time I'm stopping that swivel-hipped hooligan. Uh, one small problem, Dad. What, another time travel rule? Nope, we're too late. Come on, everybody. Gosling explicitly warns him, don't go and fuck up the past. So he doesn't fuck up the past, but then the future gets fucked up anyway. Mm-hmm. But then they go back and he's like, I'm going to fuck up the past, but he also fucks that up. Yeah. He, it's <laughs> like, well, if the past is, if I went back in the past and didn't screw anything up and this is the present, I'll just go back and screw it up. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> You're expecting the same results that you were experiencing in present one or, or, or now this, now this present one and present two. So the, there's the, the, the logic there. You take one step further, dark DW mm-hmm. and it, it all falls apart. I'd like to make an analogy about soup here. Go ahead. So you're making soup, right? So that's present day. You have your soup. So the soup is the present day. Okay. Soup is time. You go back in, you go back <laughs> in of, time. What, what kind of soup? Something brothy. Probably beef stew of some kind. Brothy. Oh. It's not creamy. It's not a chowder. I, I equate brothy to frothy. That's not the same thing at all. Yeah. And I equate frothy to creamy. <laughs> So you have soup. Sure. I quit frothy to Blumpkins. And mm. you go to add... And, and you think I'm the weird one. Anyway. Hot sauce to the soup. <laughs> uh-huh. But the cover falls off. So now there's way too much fucking hot sauce, right? So that's when you're... Oh, my, oh my God. It's You're so back hot. in time. Uh, Who put in this pizza hot sauce? You're back in time now. I and you've added everything. So you've ruined your pot of soup by adding too much stuff, right? <laughs> so now you're going to go back in time. You can't... You can't un-hot sauce the soup. Uh-huh. You can't unfuck it. So in order to fix it, you have to- When did to you ju- fuck the soup? <laughs> Who fucked the soup? You said it wasn't frothy. <laughs> I would fuck a chowder. Okay. It feels too loose. <laughs> it's to be a thick chowder. It's no good for anybody. Oh a lot of Put that shit in a bread bowl? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> my analogy is dead. You got people like putting stuff in a glove. I don't get it. So well, hold on. So- what is the soup thing? We've, we've, we've spent 40 minutes on the soup thing. We're seeing it through. You can't unfuck the soup. Who because... fucked the soup? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Stop it. Do you have to wear protection like oven mitts? Yes. Yes. It's hot. Okay. You it's can't hot. take the hot sauce out of the soup once you've already messed it up, sure. right? So what you do is you just add more shit to the soup to cover it up. So mm-hmm. that's what Darkwing Duck did here. He went back, added too much hot sauce, and then he's like, I can't take the hot sauce out, so I'm going to add in a bunch of potatoes. But he didn't even add hot sauce. He did. He showed his face in the past, and that's what caused all the problems. I guess. That seems flimsy. If you were a child and you saw your adult self doing something, wouldn't it weird you out and like mess up your life? I certainly wouldn't have made it to adulthood if I saw my adult self. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) 
Christ. That's a very upsetting thing you just told the person who you live with. Well. Ostensibly who you are married to. Well, obviously it didn't happen. Ostensibly married to, Shailen. You're fucking over here talking about fucking soup. That's not what I said. Cloacas and fucking soup. Yeah, everybody's strange here. Blumpkins. Weird things going on. Oh, I could go for a Blumpkin soup right now. (laughs) Oh, God. That feels vile. It's a weight loss treat like a pumpkin soup, but sexier. <laughs> it's the Weight Watchers after dark. Hmm. I want to know more about Weight Watchers after dark. Yeah, it's a whole sex-based menu. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It, it's very frothy. Yeah. Everything's frothy. <laughs> a lot of leafy greens. Frothy corn. Just, a there's a of lot of nausea greens. that prevents you from frothy eating, beef. and that's how you lose the weight. Yeah. So. They decide that they need to train Scary Cat Drakey into being a superhero, right? So they run across him. And he said something here that stuck out to me. Because he's always carrying around a little comic book. Just like Super Pig. Is that a U.S. Acres reference? Isn't that what Orson's, when he becomes a superhero, isn't he also Super Pig? Is it possible that Garfield and Friends shares a universe with Darkwing Duck? Yes. Tad Stones, we want to hear from you. Uh, hashtag Huge Stones. To hear the answer to the question. I I thought that was interesting. That's weird. Okay. Uncut Stones. That's his podcast. <laughs> it's the dirtiest show you've ever heard. He's just spending episodes time of fucking soup. Also, yeah. fucking soup. Oh, man. <laughs> Listeners, we want to hear from you. What soup would you most want to make love to? Hashtag creamy brew. You know, I said chowder, but like uh-huh. that's kind of like a fun, like you know, kind of sexy soup. But yeah. like, I think I would, ultimately I would like an Italian wedding soup. It seems like that kind of soup would be good at sex, but like just nice soup to settle down with. Mm-hmm. You know, really stable, loyal, warm, yeah, enveloping, velvety. Really, just wants a, a beautiful wedding. Shailen, what soup you fucking? <laughs> None. No soups. Well, you're the one who brought it up. Twice. I understand. Chicken and stars. <laughs> Triple noodle. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a waste of time. They go to the warehouse where the gang is, and then the gang sees them, and then they leave, and nothing was accomplished. But we did get a sentence that I had never heard before, and I'd always dreamed of it. Here's what the king says. That duck is cruising for a bruising. Uh-huh. Like you thought people weren't like saying, speaking of Elias Coteus, I guarantee you nobody has ever said that duck is cruising for a bruising since the recording session for this episode. I mean, I have said cruising for a bruising without that duck. Does that count? No, that, the full sentence is what I'm talking okay. about. We're not slicing and dicing here. We're not making a soup. Right. Yeah, I haven't heard it. Did anybody else have a hard time understanding the king? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, good. It wasn't just me. I was like, am I going deaf? No, you had too much <laughs> peanut butter and banana and bacon sandwich in there. It's true. Shell, who voiced the king? on the toilet. <laughs> was it Elias Coteus? It was Elias Coteus. You had a then. bit once where you would research the voice actors. I couldn't. I, I didn't find it this far. I did find... Pat Fraley, Brad Garrett, and Dave Berger, voice acting power hour. So they decide to train Drakey to do like martial arts. So he's chopping, but then Boxcar comes and he invites him to the gang 
And he's like, I'll join the gang, but then it's a big trap because they're going to get them at the record store. But again, it's a waste of time because the whole gang knows where DW is and they're 20 feet away and could have just beat the Attacked shit out of them. Could have, yeah. but well, didn't. Whatever. They didn't do it. Now we're, we're on the way to Royal Records, which is, it's a record company, which is literally inside a huge turntable, <laughs> which seems inefficient to me, but. Yep. Yeah. Well, what was, this seems like a theme park, but like a yeah. record store, like a Tower Records married a Universal Studios. Exactly. Well, this was pre-Dapster, right? So big music was still out there. True, true. People were making humongous records. I don't know. I would remember the uh, giant record player merry-go-round in, in my local store. Exactly, yeah. They, yeah. they were demo tapes, but they were like that ride where you stand and then the platform drops out because you're spinning so fast. The, what is that called? Not the Gravitron, the, the other the one. demo tapetron. This is going to make me crazy. The soup. That one seems really dangerous. That, 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 oh, yeah, no. That, I, that, that that that. I, I don't think they exist. Do they exist anymore? Yeah. Do they still do them? Of course they do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, I'm never writing it, so yeah. I don't care. I wouldn't do it. You're reminded that this is 1991. Gosling says... Records? They're, they're like big CDs, right? <laughs> oh, boy. So they go, and then the king and the gang come out. And you guys remember, like, the ducks and the ducks cruising for a bruising. Well, I, I hope you like variations on that same joke. Yeah, mostly rhythm and bruise. <laughs> so the king captures Gosling and DW and instruments, and they're going to be crushed by a big record. And it was at this point, I took a mental step back, and I was like, this timeline is so fucked beyond belief. The thing that set all these things in motion was literally... Darkwing Duck's face being seen. And I think Shailen is right in that regard. But now he's openly chasing them and they're in this caper and he's cavorting around with his young self. And it's just, by the end, I guess it is explained really badly, but it's just, it's sort of confusing here. It's just, thank God they never came across anybody else in the town mm. in the 1950s because otherwise you'd have all this shit that oh, yeah, they would, would be, have to It would be a complete nightmare. So Drake gets Darkwing Duck's gun. And up to now, he's been he's been a little scaredy duck, right? Like, oh, I don't like danger, and this is too dangerous, and oh, I'm the opposite of danger. No and danger for me. No danger for me. But here, ooh, here you can see the little short and curlies pop up because he becomes a man duck. I know. Let's get to dangerous. Yeah, he said the line. Man. And now he's a man who's ready to impregnate another duck who's going to shoot out little gosling so he um he <laughs> shoots i need to explain the contraption so dw and gosling are they're on a record whatever there's another record coming down drakey fills the gun with gum and then the gum stops the turntable and darkwing duck says like <laughs> he's like I was saved by gum, and he seems so shocked and mildly peeved by this that I was like, does he have a history with gum? Shailen? I feel like it comes up often. Okay, he's anti-gum? Is it because he has no teeth? Do ducks have teeth? And those, no. Those bills? No? I don't think so. Hmm. If, if, you're, if you're an ornithologist, hit us up. Hashtag duck teeth. I think it's answered in the other time-traveling episode, Duck Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> Damn it. oh and the other one uh, days of future quacks (laughs) what about um the butter flap effect (laughs) uh what about um 
what about the duckerfly effect time cop <laughs> just time, <laughs> time click yeah click cool i can't say that word uh s- start duck a primer <laughs> quack lateral damage total requack i like that one so anyway now drakey is like so he's kind of dressed like his, his new hero darkwing duck and he said something here that i thought was interesting i am the toddler let naps in the night i was thinking drakey was like eight i thought so too yeah same toddler is three it kind of felt like the person who wrote this episode didn't understand the stages of development for children <laughs> what do you mean a 22-year-old just out of college guy didn't understand child development? I took a couple of required psychology classes in undergrad that, you know, they outlined those timelines pretty clearly. Maybe he was too busy uh, taking writing four cartoons. Hmm. That, was his, uh, that was his concentration. No, his concentration was actually time travel writing. <laughs> he just sat down with a big bowl of soup and he got to work. That's right. More ways than one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Let's fuck this soup. Let's get soup. Uh, fuck it. So Drake starts. swings down on a rope and he literally snatches the king bald. And I don't know if the king is wearing a wig, like his yes. pompadour is a wig. Yes, that's the joke. Okay. Because it didn't seem like it hurt him. But the king chases him up and he's like, oh, give me back my rug, baby. <laughs> Goodbye, baby. And then the king <laughs> falls down. And he smashes his chin. He falls down chin first, like on a concrete floor. Oh, yeah. This oh, is very brutal. painful. It's yeah. bad. But I really liked the King's musical number. And I thought, you know, it'd be awesome if we had another musical number. And now Darkwing has the magical guitar. And he obliges me. There's nothing to fear. Because Darkwing is here. The prince of the night. The duck of the gear. I am the terror that flaps in the night. It's the same song. I am the terror that faps in the night. <laughs> I had a hard time under- understanding this song. I heard I am diapering instead of Darkwing. Yeah. It's a bad song. It was a lazy song. Yeah. So the song caves in the whole record company. So it's like, again, Back to the Future, Griff and the crew, they go like flying through the glass in the town hall. But so there's a few things here. So the king is arrested and he has a few lessons learned. My mama told me not to become a musician. Too true. Not a well-paying job. Oh, now I'm going to go go to jailhouse and rock. And Drake is off with a cop, and Darkwing and Gosling have retreated, and then you're like, wow, this is a fucking mess for the rest of this show. But they try to explain the time travel a bit, and they try to explain the paradox. I still don't get why you don't remember a duck in a cave helping you when you were a kid. A perplexing puzzlement indeed, especially with my photographic memory. Oh, now, uh, where the heck did I park that time machine? And I know it's a kid's show, but it's like... It's such a cheap move. <laughs> it's like, very chintzy. How, yeah. how do we explain this? Maybe little Drakey gets hit in the head and like, and he gets amnesia or something. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't remember. And like, they, they could show that and then they could go back in time, back to the present. But instead they're just like, oh, he's forgetful? Like, you wouldn't forget <laughs> a scenario like that. Except that Darkwing Duck throughout the series omits and forgets very important points often. He's like Inspector Gadget. He's like the Joker. Like, what's this guy's origin story? And maybe yeah, it's what this. An, what an incel. <laughs> well, no, he wasn't. Oh, he, yeah. He had that daughter. And, yeah, so, so it's just like, I guess you can take it as, okay, this is the origin of Darkwing Duck and everything happened the way it was supposed to, but just like, oh, 
yeah, I guess I forgot. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that made it feel really important. <laughs> his his origin story is literally not one that he remembers, but that's fine. It's not a big deal. I guess if he really was a toddler. Maybe. This is a whole other set of questions. Like how he had short and curlies if he was a toddler. You it's see so them sprout weird. on camera. Anyway, here's one more to uh, to go on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Baby. Great ending. And then the um, the ending music sounds like the opening to the Cosby show. But probably <laughs> a little less nefarious. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Yeah. And that is Darkwing Duck. Would you show... When would you show a you your show to a child? You, I would. Okay, I have. How about you guys? <laughs> <laughs> My kids love the old cartoons on Disney Plus, so they've watched all of Rescue Rangers. They watched a, a little bit of Tailspin. Like me, they hated it. Uh, so I would show them this. Uh, yeah, th- th- it's it's fine. It's it's not as bad as Tailspin. So maybe they'll maybe they'll enjoy it. It's not as bad as Tailspin. What an endorsement. <laughs> Yeah, sure. It's it's inoffensive. There's no nothing to it. And let's go with one to five wigs. Po- <laughs> wigs or or in the, duck, I think this duck is similar. Wigs. Duck cloacas or pools of vomit that you create by eating too many Elvis sandwiches. <laughs> Jalen. Well, when it was wigs, I would have said three and a half. But mm-hmm. now that we're up to to sandwich vomit, I'm up to a five because you know I like me a dream sandwich. Uh, so you're you're voting for more vomit. Yeah, because that means you got Jesus. to eat more dream sandwiches. God, that's yeah, yeah. gross. Yeah. You purge, you binge oh. to make room, and you get more Elvis sandwiches in more you. More sandwiches. A, a good move. Boy, yeah. oh boy. No, I like this cartoon in general. This episode of this cartoon had some infuriating questions that are apparent in all time travel cartoons. The song kicks it. The orchestral accompaniment for like the incidental music is fucking great. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of silly jokes that were you know nods to different things that i was into it's not perfect i remember it being much better than it is so less than five <laughs> i feel like you gave it like five different scores in there we hit the spectrum the average is four okay i heard I three like i heard five i heard four what are you giving it then hmm i mean Given that I literally didn't understand the song for the better part of three decades and that the characters <laughs> weirded me out, I don't know. I It's like a three and a half. I think I like a lot of the references that, it, well, they're not even references. They're not like, oh, he's the shadow or, you know, this guy's Batman. But that sort of pulpy, you know, suck the guy in the jaw stuff I, I tend to enjoy. There's a lot of weird flaws with this episode that I think the sensibility carries through to the rest of the show. and. I don't know. It's not as good as DuckTales, I guess. It was fine. Three and a half. Davey? I'm going to say two and a half. Like I said. It was fine. It was fine. fine. Yes, it was fine. Not as good as the Rescue Rangers or DuckTales, which I think I've rated a four or five. And way better than Tailspin, which I think I gave a one. So yeah, right in the middle of the Disney cartoon spectrum there. That is right in the middle. So that is Darkwing Duck. Now, Shailen, I've heard tell that you've been formulating a game and have been putting it together for literally the past two weeks. Several minutes were invested in creating this game. <laughs> so, so it's sure to be a hoot. I love when you reveal how the sausage is made. <laughs> so I have a time travel related game. Mm-hmm. Back to the 
Jackbox Mad Lib Duck game. Is that the name of it? That's the name of the game. <laughs> it's the name of the game. <laughs> What's it? Back to the Jack. Back to the Jackbox Mad Libs Duck. That's the one of LMH's favorite uh, triple internal rhymes. Indeed. Shaped how he wrote Hamilton. So this game is going to be played similar to the t-shirt game on Jackbox, which is where people go head to head creating, essentially just we're creating content. So you guys are going to do... That's what we do best on this show. <laughs> I will give you a prompt. Oh Things like Jizmo Duck. <laughs> so together, we're going to create a movie today okay. about time travel. Okay. okay. And it's going to happen by, you're going to go head to head by answering my prompts. Okay. And then at the end, you guys get to act out a scene from it, fully ad-libbed based on your answers. At the end, either everyone will win or no one will win. And that will all be decided by how quickly you can be funny on command. Sounds more confusing than the plot of Tenet. Are we reversing time here? Yes. Okay. All right. I guess you just shout out your answer, but it has like Blue. quickly. Doc Brown. What? Frothy. Name a time period. Cretaceous. Uh, Puritan. <laughs> Are you using all of them? I'm. Greaser. I will rate them. Is it just one each? One each. Okay. Okay. I just want to yell at time periods. I like answering questions. All right. I need you to cast Marty McFly and Biff Tannen, but in another iteration because every single time travel spoof in cartoons is ripping off Marty McFly and Biff Tannen. Eric Roberts and Bill Paxton. <laughs> Lance Henriksen plays Marty McFly <laughs> and Biff Tannen is played by uh, Leslie Jones. <laughs> All right. Please describe rich, fat Biff when they mess up the past and then go to the future. Does it have to be the Biff that we cast? Yeah. Or who, no. Who did I say? Bill Paxton? He said Bill Paxton. So Okay. Okay. So th- this one's easy, actually. It's Bill Paxton from the movie Twister, but he's got a bigger truck, and Dorothy has more ping pong balls in it. <laughs> and the ping pong balls are made of diamonds. So is is this rich Biff? Rich, or is comma, this fat? fat Biff. Okay, rich, fat Biff. Okay. Let's see. Leslie Jones is... <laughs> she's oh, rich. God. She's bigger. She's, she's like... You can describe like her a, surroundings, she's like, how she's yeah, enjoying she, her wealth. <laughs> she, li- she lives like a queen, but she's like Jabba the Hutt huge. And her hair is like super tall and like platinum silver. Okay. And there's male servants tending to her. Got it. Okay. What town or city are we in at the start of this movie? Superg. It can be real or fake. Um, for Douglas Valley. <laughs> you guys, what is altered to become a time machine in our film? Is it a DeLorean? A golf cart? A phone booth? What do you get? Hmm toilet do they have to stand in the toilet or do they just have to touch it um at the least exposed 
back thigh has to be touching it. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like full on ass, but back thigh for sure. So you could pull your shorts up. Yeah, if you're wearing shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hike them up. Mine is, and this is a little out there, you have to go inside the disemboweled William Wallace. Mm. Played by Mel Gibson. <laughs> In a stunning reprisal. <laughs> you can only travel to one place in one time. All right. That sounds like a terrible time machine, just for the record. What historical event is our protagonist going to mess up? In Soupberg? In um, Soupberg. Boy. Or alternatively, for Douglas Alley. Hmm. The Kennedy assassination? <laughs> the, uh, God, I don't know. The, the, the game is making the, something up. The filming of Forrest Gump. Mm, okay. <laughs> you get weird Photoshop looking versions of the Photoshopped film. Yeah, exactly. Forrest yeah. Gump. <laughs> I kind of like that. Who is our protagonist, our Marty McFly, if you will? Mm -hmm. Who is their love interest? As a refresher, we cast Eric Roberts or Lance Hedrickson in that role. (laughs) (laughs) Who would fit for both of those characters? (laughs) Zendaya. (laughs) That is gross. She is very young for him. Zendaya? Susan Lucci is my answer. Susan Lucci. (laughs) Yeah. Emmy Award winning. It took a while. Finally. The streak is over. What 1950s through 1970s musical sensation is going to be there to uh, steal someone else's Jesus. musical Gene prowess? Kelly. Gene Kelly. Yeah, he's a bit, he's a bit old for that, but okay, we'll take it. You said 50s and 60s. Wasn't he alive then? He was in his 50s and 60s. <laughs> He's doing it. Holy shit. Didn't he do Singing in the Rain in the 50s? Early 50s, but I wouldn't call him a musical sensation of the time. The musical was a sensation. That's Ah! true. I can't argue that. My answer is the big bopper. Hello, baby. He's going to go on that ill fated plane. What's the fuel source (laughs) for your time machine? Your toilet or carcass of William Wallace? (laughs) Hmm. Um, the hatred of an entire religious group. I'm just going to write racism? Yeah. There has to be a complicated factor, right? So it can't be something that would be attainable. Like, it's something that you couldn't attain if you traveled back in time. So it, it is... It can't just be human fecal matter. No, I know. I'm not going to say... Sh- I'm not going to say shit. On Antinium, Ben. Hmm, maybe. Or MAGA hats. <laughs> so racist. So. <laughs> No, no, just the hats. The oh, hats okay, themselves. Okay, okay. Not what they represent. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. It's not a simulacrum thing. Please name our film. Now that's hot soup. <laughs> oh, and there needs to be minestrone soup in the MAGA hats. Hats filled with soup. Yep, that makes the title work. Hmm. Second chance Lance with Lance Henriksen. <laughs> All right, you guys, I would like to introduce to you a movie. Second Chance Lance with Lance Hedrickson. A time travel film in which Lance Hedrickson and Leslie Jones travel back to Puritan times where 
Leslie Jones has platinum silver tall, tall hair. It's the mm-hmm. size of Jabba the Hutt uh-huh. and is waited on by lots of dudes. They're in Soupburg. That's important. And they're going to use a toilet where their exposed thighs, their exposed back thighs have to touch the, the seat. Right. That's the trigger. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're going to mess up the Kennedy assassination. That's their goal is to mess it up? Or that's just what they do? That's just what they do. Okay. They don't have a clear goal in mind. They okay. just they sit down on that toilet that's filled with racism uh-huh. and travel to the Kennedy assassination. Uh-huh. Um, and that is where... Lance Hendrickson falls in love with Susan Lucci of the future. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> He's got a particular taste. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, hold on. Question? Susan Lucci of the future? Yeah, I was going to say, they're going to stop the Kennedy assassination. When does this movie take place? Well, they're well, going we, back I mean, and forth. I mean, Ben recast it, so. They're going back and forth, okay. They also are landing in Puritan times for the Kennedy assassination, that's so <laughs> that's important. There will be a big show-stopping musical number starring The Big Bopper. Mm-hmm. And danced by Gene Kelly. <laughs> and now that you have this plot. The big culmination. The where we are. The big culmination. <laughs> We've been building up for 25 minutes. Where are we going with this? I need the two of you as Lance Henriksen, Leslie Jones as the villain. And if you need to. Leslie Jones is the villain? Yeah. Oh, she's okay. Biff Tannen. Yeah, she's Biff. I need you to improvise the reaction to the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> Hold on, no, but we went back to stop it. Did you? No, we you just messed went back. it up. We, oh, we messed it no, up. We, we we screwed it up. Do you want to be Leslie Jones, Susan Lucci, or Lance Henriksen? <laughs> I want to be the toilet. The toilet is <laughs> sentient. All right, I'll be Lance. I'll be the toilet. <laughs> it's a good thing that I fell on where the book depository will be in three hundred years. Now I've, it will never be good. I'm going to make a deposit. <laughs> you know that that's not what fuels me, and you know that I am alive and that that is repulsive. <laughs> hey, look, it's a Puritan, and he's making love to soup. My thighs, they're so cold from touching this toilet. Oh, where am I going? He keeps talking about chowda. Is that, oh, wait a minute, that is uh, Sir John Kennedy. We have to protect him. Wait, what's that guy doing up on that hill? He's he's <laughs> <is> Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I, I'm trying to do my best, Lance. Damn it! Oh, let's get gravelier. There we go. Is that Lance Henriksen from Pumpkinhead? Yes. All right, I've, I'm there. I've arrived. There's a woman up on the hill. She's being served on by many men. What's your favorite scary movie? And <laughs> scene. <laughs> Wow, I think we killed it. <laughs> I think we nailed it. And today, no one is a winner. Oh, well, I mean, no, that was fairly kidding. evident. <laughs> Thanks for playing Back to the Jackbox Mad Lib Duck. I like it. Yay! <laughs> I liked it. Needed to be a tad longer, though, I think. I that think next my one, time my I, that point. <laughs> I need something to type on because I can't write fast enough. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's fine. Fine. It it's all it's all in the blender. You know, we'll we'll iterate. Like you can't unfuck it, but you can add more oregano. Gotta throw some potatoes in to absorb that flavor. Then it's defucked. But then it all gets diluted. Yeah. And nobody some wants chocolate that. sauce in there. You were out of chocolate sauce, melt some M Ms. And a plastic cup.
Don't go to M&M's. Make some soda, you dingus. That's not toxic. Before we get to the mailbag, some quick breaking news that will not be breaking by the time this posts, but it's fine. The magic of the internet. The voice actress from Avelmara from uh, Tiny Toons, Cree Summer, yeah. just posted online. She got the word. Elmira will not be included in the Tiny Toons reboot. Oh, poor oh, Cree Summer. Boy. People are losing their fucking minds on Twitter. Really? I swear to God. Somebody posted. A lot of people loved the Elvira character. Elmira. Elmira. And that's fine. But the idea of losing your shit about a reboot of a cartoon that's 25 years old. Somebody online posted. The whole idea of Tiny Toons is that each of the characters was like a corollary to one of the original Looney Tunes. Elmira was the Elmer Fudd. And now they've ruined the whole concept. And it's like, you know, <laughs> they also make new Looney Tunes. So you can watch those. And the audience for this show is not going to know what who the fucking Looney Tunes are. Yeah. Let's all relax. Let's calm down. Your childhood is not being ruined. I always thought that Elmira was supposed to be the baby Huey. I love him and kiss him. She's got a lot of things going on. I thought she was like the Yosemite Sam. Why? I thought she was like just like all kind of bad guys. Oh, I see. For what it's worth, we're recording this on October 28th. There are slightly bigger things happening than needing to like go on rants on Twitter about fucking Elmira in the Tiny so Toons HBO reboot. Get out there reboot. and vote for Elmira. Rock the vote. Back in Tiny Toons. Vote or die. Bill Clinton didn't inhale. Anyway. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> Speaking of civics, onto the mailbag here. I can finally admit it then. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I mean, it's just tougher to do it without inhaling, but we got a letter. Better Penny got there. I'll inhale that too. <laughs> There's a, a big election coming up in the U.S. I'm sure that you've heard of it. Did any of you ever run for student office? What was your platform? Were you successful? Were you impeached? Sincerely yours, Mike Pants. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mr. Governor. Did you ever run for student office? I did. I did. I ran for um, vice president in seventh or eighth grade. Did you win? Yeah, I won. What was your platform? Fucking gregarious. What was my platform? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No No homework. (laughs) No homework. No non-retractable pencils. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put beer in the vending machine. Uh, Make out closet in every room. I actually don't remember. I don't remember why I ran. I don't remember how I won. Bribes, maybe. But Probably I, the lesser of two evils. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like the current election. <laughs> and people were like, ah, I don't know. You were 84 years old. Yeah. And they elected you. Yeah. But I never sniffed anybody's hair that didn't want it. This is one of those things that's always romanticized in TV shows. Oh, you put up posters and stuff like oh vote for ben uh he will put candy in your ass but like we didn't do anything like that maybe it's because i went to catholic school like i remember we did a debate and i was a good fucking debater and that moved the polls i guess hmm. i don't know watching you debate moves moves this guy's polls. that's right because yeah. i'm a fucking linguist as people will know talking to this microphone every week yeah yeah i never ran for office why uh, coward yeah, probably that. Uh, I also, <laughs> like, I guess I, I just didn't care. Like in junior high, like we had a president, treasurer, and secretary. I didn't know what they did. And no one would explain it to me. But people were like killing themselves over making these posters. We had debates too. They were just in the class. They weren't like in the whole mm-hmm. school. 
but like you know, killing themselves to get these things. And I never understood what the rolls did. I don't know what the clash treasurer did, you know, what money they were monitoring. I think they just got like a special placement in our yearbook. Hmm. I was very, very apathetic child and adult. I read in middle school for sure. For what? I don't remember. <laughs> Sheriff. And I knew in advance. Goody Shailen and I was running for town, town witch finder. I knew that we were needing. <laughs> I would need some kind of candy bribe because that's how the class ahead of me got elected was by giving out candy. What kind of candy? We're talking about like nose candy or? No, like lollipops and stuff. Brain candy, like trivia questions. And my... Molly. My mom was like, why would you get the good lollipops when you can give out a lot of dum-dums to people? And I'm pretty sure that lost me the election. But also it could have been because most of my class didn't like me. It's hard to say. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to step back from your your self-deprecating comment there. Dum-dum's not a good lollipop? When you compare it to a blow pop. People like the blow pops. No, blow pops are trash. You would have had my vote. I love a good dum dum. Yeah, dum-dums my graduating great. class preferred um, the girl gotcha. who gave out the hey, hey. <laughs> the blow pops. You should have gone with Tootsie Pops. No one. People like blow pops more than Tootsie Pops. That's fucking that. No, that's your Tootsie Pops right. are far How's better this? than blow pops. It also could have been that I was so involved that I don't even remember what office I ran for. That's mm-hmm. definitely a possibility. I had a friend. Uh, he ran for treasurer. I think he actually got it. The candy he passed out were hundred grand bars. Oh, that's clever! Like, not, not the not the fun size ones. He passed out the full size bars, mm-hmm. huh. uh, which have two fun size ones in the wrapper. He had my vote before, but he sealed it with that giant candy bar. Everybody got a candy bar. That's great. Similarly, I had a friend who ran for uh, friend of janitor, and he just gave everyone mounds bars. Wow, man! Full mounds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, similarly, I had a friend who ran for junior sex ed professor. He gave everyone mountain spars. <laughs> ben is so pleased with his joke right Fucking, now. Oh, the, the killing it tonight. Bars. I'm killing it. Ooh. Anyway, listeners, if you ran for office, hit us up. Hashtag, why did I do that? But if you're really proud of your time in office, hit us up. Hashtag, person of the people. One of my good friends was the student council president, so she oversaw all of the class presidents, and she legitimately killed it. She was very, very good at what she did, which oh, was boy. so weird because I thought it was like, it seemed like a figurehead position at the time. I was like, oh, cool. You get to oversee people, whatever. And she then she actually Kamala like enacted Harris. change. No. Nobody's enacting change in high school. She legitimately changed policies in high school. Is wild. Good okay. for her. Yeah, but uh, my rules are uh, no homework, and um, uh, there's a skateboard ramp in the middle of the school. More chocolate milk and cafeteria. Anyway, email at watchbotspod.com for all your your email needs. So this will post the day before the election. So we're just going to come out with our prediction. No, we're not, we're not doing predictions. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big prediction episode, guys. I vote for a third party. <laughs> That's literally throwing your vote away. Darkwing Duck in the books. Thanksgiving is on the horizon. Thank you for picking a poultry-themed episode. Shailen? You're welcome. You seem uh, like you have a lot more you'd like to say. I Do you? Not tonight. Although I would really like it if fashionable capes could be more on trend again. <laughs> like that Seinfeld episode with Larry David? Yes. Yeah. I'd like to wear a cape. 
without getting mocked. Yeah, you would get mocked. I want to go back to the days of where domino masks could be worn without being fetishized by sick perverts like Ben. I don't think that was ever the case, though. Right? Were they always sex things? I think so. What? No, Zoro's not a sex... Like, it's not a sex He thing. was a sex god. Come, Come on. on. Hachi machi. Oh, did you see that Antonio Banderas? That sword isn't the only long, pointy thing. Shailen? Yeah. Yeah, sick fuck. <laughs> now here's a question for you. I know right. we're we're running late here. If Zoro could fuck a soup, what would it be? Would it be like a gazpacho? Or would that be too acidic? Too cold. <laughs> that that would be a problem. He'd eat the soup while he fucked the woman who made it. <laughs> oh my god. So That's what Zoro soup? would do. <laughs> cool. Okay. Okay. He's so awesome. He he didn't spill a drop. What would be the worst food to eat? While you're making love, my vote may be soup. Soup is up there. Maybe scrambled eggs feels like one. I feel like scrambled eggs would tumble across the tumble. body nicely, and okay. you could, yeah. Soup oh. would just get everywhere and stain. Oatmeal, of course. Oatmeal's bad. Um, it's like actually, sticky? I don't think I don't think oatmeal would be that bad. Don't they use oatmeal and beauty spas? I feel like anything you're using in a beauty spa does not count here. Too erotic, naturally. Like a waffle. <laughs> No, waffle seems like it could get very sexy. Yeah, you can use waffle as like a paddle. <laughs> I feel like a waffle would just kind of like be, for me, it, it's like a Belgian waffle, right? Just like aesthetically not pleasing. What about? Like, where is it rest, resting, right? What do you do? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What about a whole raw turkey? <laughs> well, if you're going to talk about raw meat, all of it, raw poultry is never going to be the, the food of okay. choice. Okay. Chili? Yeah, okay, that's unpleasant. But not white chicken chili. I'm talking the tomatoey stuff. Tuna casserole? Maybe like a, a homemade cranberry sauce? Oh. I don't know. Fruit is often used in lovemaking, in the love arts. Not not but in sauce. sauce form, though. Um. Now, cranberries <laughs> themselves, you can do many a thing with those. It's like nature's anal beads. <laughs> Pretzel sticks? <laughs> Some sort of, like crunchy vegetable salad with like a really messy dressing on it mm-hmm. like a broccoli slaw <laughs> there's nothing oh. sexy about chewing broccoli baby slaw. i'm gonna pour this cob salad all over <laughs> you know what folks while you're chewing on broccoli slaw and making love you can follow us on twitter and instagram on all the socials at watchbots pod please subscribe rate and review on itunes etc cetera, etc cetera. for dave and for shalen this is ben and to take us out I've been ruminating on this, so I feel like it's all I already it, hate it. It's all coming together. What I want to hear is I want to hear Elvis Presley imploring the people to vote while he's eating like a weird food and he's making love to a vat of soup. <laughs> oh, and um, Ringo Starr is in the background cheering him on. <laughs> yay, yay, go Elvis. You doing it, buddy? Oh, baby, you got a vote. Take it to that soup. The soup It looks like you're eating something there. Get out of here, Bill. Nobody invited you. I want to know. What are we eating? Somebody close the door. Get the president out of here. The anchovy omelet's not going to eat itself. Quite. 
Oh, it's too vile for me. I've got to go. I've got to go write a song. <laughs>